Hi everyone and welcome to Sterling's Business Success and Coffee podcast, kindly sponsored and supported by Sterling's group coaching programs and Fix This Next free online business assessment, enabling you to pinpoint what your business needs you to fix next. Business tips to help you level up and scale up. everyone, I'm Simon of Sterling Coaching and welcome to this podcast episode in which I'm joined by AJ Misers. Uh, good to have you on the podcast today, AJ. Thank you so much, Simon. It's a pleasure to be here. Tell the listeners a little bit about you and what it is that brings you to this podcast. So I have had almost 15 years of experience working in HR and people leadership roles, started in hospitality, moved my way into technology. And most recently, I was an HR leader for Facebook, uh, where I spent about four years of my time uh, leading a global team of 3000 people um, and helping to grow Facebook from when I joined, it was about 12,000 people to now it's about 80 85,000. So wow. lots of growth there. I've, I've spent a lot of, of my work um, in, in coaching roles. And the really cool thing about the way that Facebook has their HR role position is 80% of my job was coaching and helping yep. leaders and managers understand how to up-level and how to elevate themselves and, and design their organizations in really meaningful, um, uh, awesome ways. And yep. so I left Facebook in September of 2020 and started my company, The Human Reach, which is a human potential institute focused on leadership development and career strategy. Amazing. So as, um, I don't know if you've ever come across the guy, Laszlo, Laszlo Block, I think yes. his name. Yeah, yes. work rules. Uh, so I sense there's a book in you somewhere of the inside <laughs> secrets of HR in Facebook as well. I think so. It's uh, There's something brewing. So uh, yeah. we'll, we'll see. We'll see what direction. That yeah. Yeah. Listeners, make a note of that name. AJ Misers <laughs> is, the, is the next book you need to read out there when it comes out. So, so tell the listeners, as we always start these podcasts, tell us a little bit about what you're drinking today. I know it's still early in the morning for you over in sort of uh, just outside San Francisco. I think you said you were. So what are you, what are you drinking today? So today I had a, a new pour over coffee. This is like my new thing. Oh, okay. um, it's uh, a version of Illy coffee, but um, yep. they base uh, this company made the ability for you to have a, um, this pouch that sits over your coffee cup and you're able to pour water in it to oh, okay. um, have a, a pour over coffee. Um, in yeah. like two minutes and it's wow. single, single use, all recyclable, all biodegradable. And, um, it goes into your, you know, your recycling bin and, and it's, it's so, tastes so, delicious. So that's coffee in a bag. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Great. Imagine like a tea bag, but you tear off the top and it kind of opens up and there yeah. are the grounds and you pour in there. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And any particular sort of intensity do you like dark rose blonde rose city rose what what's your what's your flavor of coffee i am get it done type of person so it is dark roast intense um, right. i don't put anything in my coffee it is just black and black. um it, I, I have to have it every morning <laughs> otherwise yeah. it doesn't get off on the right foot yeah. i've just ordered a a new uh, set of boxes of pods for my um kitchen aid espresso machine and two sponsors there, of course, willing and waiting. Of course, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, it's uh, I've gone for a Starbucks uh, pod, and it's a Sumatra uh, coffee, which is Ooh. a really dark roast. And yes. I must admit, you know, it's one of those where just a couple of sips, and I could 
feel the sensation of that dot those straight goes right hit, to your eyeballs it did yes <laughs> right behind the back of them yeah absolutely yeah. <laughs> so you've not been in, in in the business um on your own since then but obviously a wealth of experience of working with other organizations and such a difficult time to to go on your own and and to work in this and set up such a great sort of human uh, institute here so what's been the most significant thing that you've worked on in that in that business it was a crazy time to start a business and mm. uh, you know i had been sitting on the idea for about a year and um and, and took a leap serendipitously because i had three different technology clients, uh, SaaS companies in the city who reached out and said, Hey, we want you to consult for us on HR yep. stuff. And so I said, this is the time to do it. Um, when I have this net. So I left Facebook, I put in my notice. It was the hardest decision I ever had to make. I, I love, bet. loved working at Facebook. The hardest thing that I've had to work on as an entrepreneur, I, I would say has been mindset from a like financial perspective, from a yeah. client results perspective, from, you know, marketing and all that stuff. It's been great. Yeah. I'm doing really well. But I think the roller coaster of emotions that you go on, especially hmm. I'll say I went on when I left a company where I had a huge group of people that I had created connections with. I was working and, and um, collaborating with people all the time to now working by myself is isolating. Yeah. It's really lonely. Yeah. And, um, and so a lot of the mindset work that I've had to do to tell myself to celebrate myself when I have a win to yeah. remind myself of the good that I'm bringing into the world or um, just, just those things like, am I, am I enough? Am I doing enough? Um, and yeah. and th that kind of abyss that's created when you jump off into your own, yeah. that's what I've been doing a lot of work on. And doing that in a time which is isolating anyway, because of COVID and, you know, we here over here in the UK, you know, we've we've had quite a, a long lockdown. We're still in a lockdown at the moment. Uh, and you know, we still can't go out and have coffee and beer and food with friends and family uh, at all yet. You know, no, you know, outside things don't open until next week. But I know California has been very, very similar in the intensity of lockdowns compared to other people I've spoken with in the States that are being quite liberal with their lockdowns. Mm -hmm. So the isolation must have been amplified by that experience as, as well. How, how have you coped with that mix of COVID as well? Yes, it was very, yeah, I think it just exponentially increased the amount of isolation. Mm. You're right. Um, I, I would say that it's been a combination of taking time for myself. So spending time with my partner, spending time with um, our, you know, our small family bubble. Yep. Um, in order to just get that, that connection. Um, yeah. and then also like I've invested in coaches, I've invested in, um, or just my time and talking with other entrepreneurs who have started their own business just to kind of create a sense of community. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing that we as entrepreneurs sometimes lack is this community of people where you yeah. are all sharing the same experiences. You've encountered the same things. You're there to cheer each other on. And so that that was my mo i would say for yeah. the last 6 months or so and it's interesting isn't it and i'm sure you've experienced this in in the previous hr work that you've done as well that mindset is such a thing that people have to overcome and in lots of different ways but as an entrepreneur and as a as a business owner we're almost conditioned to expect 
hardship, we're you know anxiety, stress. You know, I mentioned this in previous podcasts, but we do have to look after ourselves, as you just said there, AJ, and that's really really important. We have to look after ourselves. We have to love ourselves. Um, but we it's surrounding ourselves with that right community as well, isn't it? Because you can surround yourself with lots of people. You know, I've had coaches, you know, all my business life. Some of them have been great for me. Some of them not so great, actually. So what would you say to the listeners who perhaps need to filter out their community a little bit? Because in HR, mm. very often people's behavior is influenced by those people around them as well, isn't it? So how, how would you suggest that the listeners perhaps filter out that community? So the phrase, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with could not be more true. I think yep. just through osmosis, you yeah. start absorbing ways in which other people around you are thinking about something or are approaching something or are, um, you know, putting a narrative behind something. And so I have had to really craft who I go to for advice or who I share my wins with or who I share my struggles with, because I don't want to take on that energy if I feel like it's going to be toxic to my thinking or toxic to the way that I'm approaching growing my business. Um, and in the same way that we surround ourselves, you know, in our community. So, you know, folks who are going through what we're going through, a great friend or a family member. Yep. I've also found that it's, it's good to surround yourself even internal in your business and get help. Um, mm -hmm. when you are not the master of something, when you don't know how to do something, um, you know, one of the, my biggest, I'd say wins in the last six months has been hiring my operations uh, person. Her name is Nicole. So, Hey, Nicole, shout out to you if you're listening. Yep. She, um, she is absolutely incredible and she helps me out with social media, with community management for some of my clients. She helps me out with um, calendaring and just, you know, getting things operational. And yeah. that to me was a huge lift to my sanity because I didn't feel like I was being pulled in a thousand different directions. And sometimes that, activity or that feeling of being, of drowning in work can yeah. contribute to an unhealthy self-talk. And so for me, that was a, a huge way to elevate myself and to really start thinking strategically about the business is not so much in the day-to-day. -day. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting you mentioned Nicole there. Hi, Nicole, to you as well. <laughs> uh, because you, you said something earlier on that about perhaps not feeling, you know, that mindset of not quite being good enough. And yeah, that comes up a lot in, in these podcasts. And for me, you know, it's something that we all battle with. And sometimes you have to accept that you actually aren't good enough in some areas and get somebody like Nicole, who is good enough. You know, I'm rubbish at some things in my business. So I outsource those things first to get the people who are much, much better at it than I am. And then I don't have to worry about not being good enough because that's their job. And exactly. it sounds like you've got a great find in Nicole as well. Yes. Nicole is freaking fabulous. I am obsessed with her. Nicole, I love you. Um, and, yeah. and, um, and it's amazing when you can, you know, this takes a lot of investment in, in your time up front as, yep. you know, the, the manager to get that person up to speed. But once that person is rocking and rolling, it's incredible how much yeah. of a different mindset. And I, that word gives me the heebie-jeebie sometimes, but it mm. really is true for me what type of mindset shift yeah. I had as a result of getting that help and having them focus in their zone of genius so I can focus in mine. Yeah. So I'm intrigued to find out a little bit more about how it's been for you since you set up the business. Now, just give us the name of the business again. The Human Reach. The Human Reach. 
tell me a little bit about the purpose of that. You know, what is it that you're striving towards? What you know, give us a little bit of an idea and the flavor of what the business is going towards. Yes. So I described it up front as a human potential institute. And it's really the, the ethos behind that is I believe that we all have this untapped potential at some yeah. point in our lives. And at some points, we're really confident about what we're doing. We're really confident about the direction. And other times we're not. And both are awesome. Both are okay. But my goal with creating the human reach was to help out the people who are maybe not so confident about their direction in life or not so confident about how they're approaching being a leader. Ah. So I created the human reach for that period of time where you just might need that extra bolster of support. So whether it's creating a program within your company and how to engage employees or how to up-level, how you're showing up as a leader within your organization, how to get results from um, hard to hard to manage situations or teams. Um, And then also how to land dream, your dream job in a, maybe you feel stuck in, in your career and how to, how to make a pivot when it really matters. So um, that was the ethos. Yeah. And I've got to ask a, a question about your previous companies. And you said you loved, you know, working at Facebook in particular, and who knows, we might have Mark Zuckerberg listen to us at some point in the future. He's on <laughs> exactly. my dream. He's on my dream. What 100 behind me. There you go. So, yeah. I think it's really, really uh, important that we realize that, you know, not only as business owners, but sometimes employees. And sometimes, you know, as business owners, we are employees in our business, that we need to love what we do. What is it that you loved about your previous position? You know, and not necessarily the business, but the role. You know, you were so sad to see it go. Why? What 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 did you leave behind? So I left behind incredible colleagues. Facebook is full of the most thoughtful. Um, intelligent people that I've ever worked with in my career. And I left behind people that I just genuinely considered part of my net, like my community. And I hesitate to say family because I, my, one of my big strong points is uh, work is never family and your yeah. company is never your family, but, um, but as close as it could get to family, yeah, that's, yeah. What, that's what it was. And the company is doing really good stuff. And I think what was most powerful about the work that I was doing, um, again, 80% of the time I was coaching. And and so I was working with first time managers who had never managed a team before and helping them identify what what they wanted their leadership brand to be, why they got into leadership in the first place, what they wanted for their team, what they wanted from their team, how they wanted to show up for their team. And that is really powerful stuff when you can help a first-time leader come up with that brand that they want to have and then how to set an action plan to then show up that way and how to lead, how to lead from behind. I think yeah. so much, um, you know, by supporting your team. And I think so much leaders think that they, that they have to be direct, uh, directional and they have to um, show up in a way that... Um, uh, even if they don't know the answers to something that they always have to have the answer. And so one yeah. of my biggest things is helping to break that down and that and break those specific myths down so that they show up authentically, they yeah. show up with vulnerability, which therefore creates more buy-in. So um, you know, I, I just, I love the work. It was one of my favorite things. Great. I'm going to ask you a, a question and this is purely from a personal point of view. You know, I work with a lot of businesses where they start creating organizational charts and they have this horrible default position 
of you know CEO at the top, and then they have this pyramid going down, and it's almost you know the people at the bottom. And I'm a great believer, as you, I love the way you said leading from behind. What would you say to the listeners who are perhaps trying to create some kind of structure, some kind of organizational structure? What What would you say to those in in this podcast? So two things. One is as you're thinking about creating an organizational structure, you got to think about what the business needs and what the results from that structure are trying to solve. So you got to start with the end in mind. And then once you have the end in mind, what you're trying to solve for, then create a structure with boxes and and titles or functions with no names. Because when Uh, you create a structure that is biased towards the people in your organization, you've done just that. You've created a structure with people and that can be good, but God forbid uh, Susie leaves. You now have a whole organization that's designed around Susie and you have to, you you create more, more um, churn as a result of that, because you then have to rearrange the organization. So my biggest piece of advice is design the org around what you need first. Yep. Blank boxes and and functions, and then start putting names. Yeah, I, and it, as you said that there, I, I had to smile slightly because I've got a client who's just done an organizational chart, and they're passionate about putting the names in the boxes, mm. and they put the names on the levels first, and then they put their roles and responsibilities yeah. below. So mm-hmm. what you have is Joey's always trying to get above John, and Susie is always disappointed when Charlotte is slightly higher up on the organizational chart yet they're doing, and they always say, I'm doing the same thing. She's no better than me. Why is she? And it's the people, isn't it? You know, people always see that bias, as you said, towards the people rather than the roles and the results. So I think that's a great, a great tip there. So listeners get their names out (laughs) of those boxes. Definitely. So if you could give, the, the listeners, AJ, something that they can take away, a lesson or a tip, and we were talking about the, the type of listeners that we have on this, what would be an initial tip or lesson? So I'm going to dig a little bit deeper into this as we go in, but what would be something that you would initially share with the listeners today that they can take away? Uh, sorry, as it relates to org design or, or career strategy? Anything. Anything, Anything at all. Any yeah, tip. One, one tip, one lesson. What have you got up on your notes there that you would love to share with the listeners today? Something they can do something with. Ooh, wow, that's powerful. Um, I would say my biggest tip oh, is to, oh, maybe this. Um, if you're having a struggle with somebody at work, or if you're having trouble or struggle with a client um, that you're working with, <clears throat> write down a list of everything that bugs you about that client okay, or, yep. or about that person. And then what I want you to do is I want you to cross out that person's name that you have an issue with. And I want you to write your name Ooh. at the top of that list. Yeah. And then start to get introspective about the types of things that make you angry <laughs> around, yeah, yeah. around that person and see if any of those are showing up or think, or if those are things that you are critical about yourself about. 
and start to understand, is that just a projection that I'm projecting onto this other person? Or is it genuinely something that I need to address with this client or this person? But introspect first before um, going out and addressing said thing. Yeah, I love that. And it's so interesting, isn't it, that very often the behavior that we perceiving other people is actually a reflection of our own behavior. I love that. That's a great thing to do. Oftentimes it is. I'd say nine times out of 10, there's some things on that list that you you don't like about yourself. (laughs) And so it's a powerful exercise. Let me, let me ask you a, a question just to expand on that because you know, a lot of the listeners to this potentially will have managers or supervisors in their business. If you see one of your team dealing with somebody in that kind of way, how would you deal with that yourself? You know, would you mm-hmm. call them in and get them to do that exercise? Would you do the same thing yourself or what annoys? You know, how would you deal with the manager side of that and the supervisor side of that? Yeah, like if they're coming to me saying they're having an issue with someone. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So yes, first is that introspection. I think that's so important. And that vulnerability is so key to being an effective leader. And and especially in a conversation that you want to have with somebody, it helps you relate to that person. So it helps you understand and tell a story about maybe when you've shown up that way or something that you as a manager have worked on yourself. It creates that connection and it creates that trust through vulnerability. So that's the first thing. The second thing that I like to do is instead of talking about any adjectives that are associated with that action that that person took. So like, Oh, that you were really, um, you were really scary in that meeting, or you were really mean in that meeting, right? That mean being the adjective focus on what a camera can capture instead, because it helps desensitize the conversation. So instead of you, you were so mean in that meeting, you could say something like, I noticed that in that meeting, you were interrupting Susie four different times when she was trying to chat. I'm just curious if you noticed the same thing. And a camera Uh, can catch somebody interrupting, right? If if I were filming that, I could capture it. Um, But it helps desensitize the situation and and, um, not assign those power words to to, uh, the situation. Yeah. Yeah. And I think very often, yeah, we're taking away that perception again, aren't we? And turning it into what, what did you actually see? Yes. Yeah. Because that is very often different to what people perceived to be happening, isn't it? So yeah. Great. Correct. Like I'll give you an example, like my, hmm. my partner, he grew up in a family that like talks over each other. They, they yell when they're at the dinner table together. Like there's several different conversations that are happening. And for me, Again, my family, that would never happen. Like we all talk mm. at like a very low volume. We, we ping pong the conversation around. Yeah. And so to me, I'm like, oh my God, that is so crazy that you guys talk to each other like that. That doesn't that isn't that scary? Or, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> I've been with my partner for 13 years. And and it's just different. It's not that it's wrong yeah. or scary, but to me, it's different. But to them, it's it's normal. So yeah. they don't see the chaos of that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it just it's it's all about perspective. Yeah. And if he sees energy, conversation, engagement, you know, interaction, that would be different to how you would see it. A hundred percent. Yeah. I love that. That's great. So thinking about um, your next drink, thinking about your next pour over coffee. Uh, I don't know what the lockdown status is where you are at the moment, but if, if you could have that coffee in a dream location, probably with your partner along with you, where would you have 
that coffee, what dream location would that be? It would be in Bora Bora. Uh, uh -huh. That's where we took our honeymoon. And um, it would be at the Ritz-Carlton. Yep. <laughs> okay. On yep. the beach. Yep. On the beach. Uh, just in looking at like the turquoise blue water. Um, wow. It was absolutely incredible. And we cannot wait to go back. Yeah. Time of day. Got to ask you that because, mm. you know, anytime I have beach, usually it's three times of a day. It's either middle of the afternoon when people are just relaxing, sunset or sunrise. Yeah, I'm a sunrise guy, so I would sunrise. like to do. Yeah, I would like to do just as the sun's coming up and welcoming the day and um, getting yeah. ready for breakfast on the beach. Yeah, that would be that would be me. Yeah. And that would be more coffee then. It would be <laughs> not completely wrong to perhaps have a cocktail. Yeah, or like maybe a mimosa. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. this there's this really crazy um, island mimosa. I don't know if you've seen it on TikTok. That's like gone viral, which is like. Um, uh, champagne, rum, orange juice, and pineapple juice, which I think would be quite Ooh. delicious. Yeah, sounds it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to need to try that. So what was the name yeah. of that again? It's called the Island Mimosa. Oh, okay, great. Yeah. So <laughs> something for the listeners to go out and check. Uh, That's right. AJ, you've given us some great tips. Uh, you've given us some really interesting insight into how we can look at organizational charts. So thank you for answering that one for me. And catching on camera, I love that. If people want to find out more about you uh, and your business and connect with you, where do people go? Where do the listeners go? Thanks. Yes. So if you want to find out more about The Human Reach, you can go to thehumanreach.com. And if you're interested in career strategy, I hold a live webinar every Thursday. And you can register for that at findmydreamcareer.com. Okay. A live webinar every week. Every week. It's like How my favorite part of the week. It's it? so, so fun. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. What time of day is that? Um, it depends. We switched off. So sometimes it's in the evening and sometimes it's in the morning. Okay. So there's a good chance that over here in the UK, we might be able to find yeah. a slot to do that as well. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Great. Go and have a look at that. So um, find AJ, connect with him, jump on the webinar. You know, you will never get a chance like that to have a webinar once a week where you get that kind of insight. Thank you very much for being on today's podcast. Is there anything else that you want to give the listeners? I, I, I feel there's a little bit of energy in there for something else, but is there anything else you've got there that you would like to share with them before we sign off? You know what? I would just say, you, you, um, I would just say, especially for those of you who are entrepreneurs and doing your own business, mm. you got this. And I think we need to hear this all the time, yeah. especially when the times are tough and the times are hard and you're wanting to quit or give up, go back to corporate world or whatever you came from. Um, you got this. It's going to be okay. And um, just worry about worry about today. One of my favorite quotes is anxiety is worrying about things that have not happened yet. And depression is worried about things and getting stuck in the past. So if you can avoid both of those things um, and just worry about today, what you're going to do today, you'll be fine. That's something I've learned. Fantastic. Well, I know you've got another interview if you go jump off for a minute. So listeners, you've had some amazing things there. Connect with uh, AJ, AJ Misers. Uh, and you've got the, the details there. And of course, thank you very much for your time. Thank you for sharing these things and bringing that excitement and energy about, you know, HR, who knew, uh, to today's <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Simon, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. And listeners, as you know, this is part of my mission uh, to help businesses around the globe become more aware, better educated. And we have talked about coffee too. So that's been great as well. And uh, I look forward to having you all on the next podcast. Bye for now.